0: locked on podcast network and odyssey present
1: locked on today the champs are pushing the top of the eastern conference is frank vogel to blame for the lakers underperforming plus is it time for the return of king henry thanks for making locked on today your first listen of the day coming up is frank vogel to blame for the lakers underperforming I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Milwaukee Bucks, when the big three play, are now 17 and 3 this season, they beat. The Memphis Grizzlies on Wednesday night, 126-114 behind a balanced effort. Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Joining me now, maybe the fourth member of the Big Three, Kane Pittman from Locked on Bucks. And Kane, this has been kind of a wonky season for Milwaukee so far, but it seems like when they have their guys in these big games, they come forward. What do you make of where the Bucks are right now in this season?
2: Probably... The same I make out of the rest of the NBA, which is I'm not sure what matters (laughs) and what doesn't matter. But I will say this, to your point, uh, I think it's an excellent point you make. That One thing we do know about this Bucks team is when they have their best players uh, against really high quality opposition, which Memphis are, despite the fact they're a little bit shorthanded tonight. Uh, The Bucs have proven that they've been able to handle those games and win in the big moments, and tonight got a little bit shaky. It's probably good for them that they're able to hang on to this game because prior to this, they'd lost six out of eight, which has not happened a lot in the Mike Budenholzer era, so they probably feel good about pulling this one out.
1: You know, I hate to go cross sports on you here, but something that Aaron Rodgers mentioned recently was – the last year, the Packers did not face enough adversity, and he felt like that adversity hardened them. Obviously, the Bucs won a title last year. They faced plenty of adversity, but I think you can make the case that a few years ago when the Bucs rolled through and then into the bubble, they had not faced enough adversity. Do you think there is something to that, that, that these sorts of moments or these six of eight streaks can actually be instructive for a team like Milwaukee, who at least based on last year has shown they're willing to be adaptive and try some things to get back on track?
2: Yeah, I think this year it's been kind of forced change. Last year, I think that they changed some stuff that they did defensively. And on the offensive side of the ball, Giannis had the ball out of his hands a little bit more. Drew Holiday could take some of that responsibility. But I think that was kind of forced in the way that the Bucks understood that just having one plan of attack that's very dominant night in, night out, potentially won't work through a postseason run. This year, it feels like it's been a little bit more forced in, uh, in the way that they just haven't had guys available and the one staple that they've had in the lineup over the last three seasons has been brooke lopez and he's only played one game which was on opening night which feels like it was about three years ago so they've had to change a lot of things that they've done but to your point i think that's what helped them in the postseason when they were trailing 2-0 in multiple series when they were facing smaller lineups different lineups they seemed better prepared so overall i don't think that there's any panic in this team but you're right i think facing a little bit of adversity builds character builds toughness and maybe more than anything, it allows you to stay calm when there's no other reason why you should be.
1: I think there is a calmness, too. When you look around the rest of the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia, they have a trade to make. We don't know if they're going to make it. Uh, the the Nets, they are in, in flux in a, a number of different ways right now. If you're the Bucs, you got to be thinking, hey, if we just take care of us, we're going to be
2: fine. We're going to be right where we want to be. I think this is the reason why when I hear people talk about the fact that no one's talking about the Bucks, No one cares about Milwaukee. No one wants to talk about them <laughs> as the market gender. I'm like, who cares? The reason the Bucks haven't been a, a prominent team to talk about, yes, of course, the small market stuff is a little part of it. But the second part is there's never any drama. There's never any trouble. They're consistent. Yeah. Everyone... This is not something that people said about Milwaukee in the past. Shout out to Frank Madden, my co-host on Locked On Bucks, who says never trust the Bucks in the past, but now everyone trusts the Bucks. So that's right. They're the safe bet uh, heading into the postseason pending health.
0: Now, here's what you need to be locked on today.
1: Joel Embiid tied his career high with 50 points and get this, 27 27- Minutes, leading a dominant third quarter that carried the Philadelphia 76ers to a 123-110 victory over the Orlando Magic on Wednesday night. Embiid, just for good measure, added 12 rebounds and three blocks while making 17 of 23 field goals and 15 of 17 free throws. The four-time All-Star and MVP candidate played just 58 seconds of the fourth quarter. Man, 50 in 27 minutes. Yeah, it was against the Magic, but like... Who cares? That's incredible. It wasn't 50 for DeMar DeRozan, but it was still an impressive night for him and the Bulls.
0: What's up, Bulls Nation? Matt Peck here from Locked On Bulls with your post-game takeaway. Well, the Bulls finally end their four-game losing streak by snapping Cleveland's five-game winning streak. The Bulls beat the Cavs 117-104, in the final in Chicago tonight. After a few inefficient shooting games, DeMar DeRozan was back to his MVP candidate caliber self with another 30-point night on 14 of 24. Also, some timely assists. He had seven dimes on the night. None bigger than his drive and dish to a vooch three in the corner. Nikola Vucevic has been struggling with his shot all season. He was 2 of 13 in the Bulls' last game. And despite his efficiency in the paint thus far in this game tonight, he was 0 of 4 from downtown before a dagger 3 finally sunk the Cavs for good. Big win for the Bulls as they keep pace in the now suddenly very tight top of the Eastern Conference. The Heat, the Nets, and the Bucks all also getting Ws tonight. Speaking of the Bucks, that's up next
1: for the Bulls as they head to Milwaukee on Friday. Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians has been fined $50,000 by the NFL for swiping his hand at safety Andrew Adams' helmet during the wild card game against Philadelphia on Sunday. Arians was attempting to move Adams, who was trying to pull a player out of the pile after a muffed punt by Jalen Rager, which would have drawn a penalty. He can be seen slapping Adams' helmet hard with an open hand and then elbowing him. Adams wasn't penalized on the play. I'll appeal it, Arians said Wednesday. It ain't got nothing to do with the game, so we're good. We'll see if the NFL agrees. Stetson Bennett said Wednesday that he will return to Georgia for a final season. The quarterback he replaced, JT Daniels, won't be. Daniels and Bulldogs receiver Jermaine Burton both entered the transfer portal Wednesday, with the news officially coming around the same time that Bennett took to social media to say he'll be back in 2022, posting, One more year, let's roll. That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all the football action this season. We are now just two days away from the second round, kicking off in the NFL playoffs. The Packers host the 49ers. They are six-point favorites on betonline.ag. The Tennessee Titans got to sit back and watch the Wild Card weekend along with the Packers. Now they face the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. The betonline.ag line for this is Tennessee giving three and a half. And the two teams that had huge blowouts in wildcard weekend, the Bills and the Chiefs, They face off in Kansas City in what could be a potential classic. The BetOnline.ag line for this game is KC giving two and a half. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus.
0: Here is another story you need to know.
1: The Los Angeles Lakers are underperforming, despite a roster that reads like an all-star roster. You know, maybe a 2018 all-star roster, but a roster that is expected to do better than 7th in the Western Conference. So how safe is head coach Frank Vogel? Our Locked On NBA insider Antonio Daniels joined our Daniela Bruce to discuss.
3: Frank Vogel right now, supposedly on the hot seat in LA as the Lakers head coach, let's get your general thoughts on that. Should he be on the hot seat right now? I don't think so,
4: All right, but I also know how this league works. Um, when a team plays well, we praise the players and when a team struggles, we criticize the coach. Mm-hmm. It's always the way it works. Um, you know, two years removed from winning an NBA championship and a lot of the credit went to LeBron James. You know, I get it. A lot of the credit went to Anthony Davis, I get it. But then in the offseason, they made some moves. Mm-hmm. They made some moves and, you know, they chose to bring in Russell Westbrook. They chose to bring in Carmelo Anthony, bring Dwight Howard back. So, uh, and, and you get rid of key um, role players. You get rid of a Kyle Kuzma. You get rid of a Montrezl Harrell. You get rid of a KCP. You get rid of an Alex Caruso or you choose not to bring these guys back. And then when things don't click immediately, now that's on Frank Vogel. I, I'm sorry. I, I just can't rock with that. Right. You have to
1: point out, too, that both Anthony Davis and LeBron James have missed a significant right. number of games. Those are key components to this Lakers team.
4: No question. You know, they play, they're 22 and 22 right now. Mm-hmm. Anthony Davis has missed 17 games. LeBron James has missed 12. There's no more professional sports league that's as star-driven as the NBA is. So one guy makes a heck of a difference. Two guys makes a huge difference. So when you have LeBron James missing that amount of games and Anthony Davis out from 17 games now and for a little while longer, I mean, I I get it. I know this is the Lakers. I understand the brand. I understand the history and um, the success that comes along with that brand. There's a level of expectation, but we also have to understand Frank Vogel is also the same guy that has led this Lakers team to -to back-to-back playoff appearances, to first coach to do this since Hill Jackson. So it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like he's coming in and he's, he's laid an egg since he's been there. He's done a fantastic job since he's been in L.A., but now the moment of adversity starts to come. And, easy, and e- it's obviously easier in the NBA to replace the coach than it is the trade players. But the fact of the matter is some of the moves that they made in the offseason, Daniela, aren't coming to fruition like they expected.
1: I know you said you don't really think that Vogel deserves to be on the hot Mm -hmm. seat right now, and I don't either, especially they're coming off an impressive win on Monday over Utah. So what do you think fans and wherever this this rumor mill started that Frank Vogel is on the hot Mm -hmm. seat, what do they need to see to take him off
4: that hot seat? To be honest with you, winning solves everything in every sport. Mm -hmm. So you need to see wins. And I think what a lot of us who thought that the Lakers would be more competitive are waiting for is that spurtability? That spurtability meaning winning eight of nine, nine of 11, 10 of 12. But that's going to be very, very difficult to do when you're not holding healthy. Mm-hmm. That's hard to do. You know, it, it, the thing that we haven't seen with this Lakers team is that consistent team that takes the floor the same way every time. So, okay, this is my starting five that I'm going with for the next 10 games. Let's see how this fares out. And honestly, this is one of those seasons, though, because No one's gonna feel sorry for the Lakers because if it's not injuries, then it's COVID protocol. You know, Frank Vogel Vogel was in the the protocol. You know, numerous players are in the protocol. So I I get it. The Lakers aren't dealing with something that someone else isn't because this league is unforgiving, this virus is unforgiving, and this schedule is unforgiving. But Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair to put all of that solely on Frank Vogel. This isn't college. It's not Frank Vogel's job to go out and motivate guys to show up and play hard for 82 games. As an NBA player, you are getting compensated handsomely. So you have to go out and perform. It's not on the coach to rah-rah and get you ready to perform night in and night out.
1: For more on Frank Vogel's future, subscribe to the Locked On NBA YouTube page. Coming up, is it time for the return of the king? King Henry, that is. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, maybe you should include a Built Bar in that plan. I got a message the other day from someone who got them for his, um, his partner, who is a world-class bodybuilder. She loved them. Loved them. And it's because they taste delicious, but they're also great for you. Protein. High in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs, low in sugar, and you can get them in so many different kinds of flavors. Your sweet tooth is going to thank you, but you get to have all of the delicious taste with the healthy part of it. Imagine that. Check out built.com to see what's new.
0: Agree or disagree?
1: This is the cue of the day. Is it time for the return of the King in Tennessee? Well, at the very least, the Titans will square off with the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. The Titans three and a half point favorites on divisional weekend. Joining me now from Locked on Titans, Tyler Rowland. And Tyler, Derrick Henry has been spotted on the practice field. That seems like a pretty seismic thing for Tennessee. What can you tell us about his status and how likely it is he will play this weekend?
3: Well, Derrick Henry actually spoke with the media today for the first time since his injury on October 31st back on Halloween following that Indianapolis Colts game. And Pete is somebody who obviously uh, covers a team and is well ingratiated into sports media. You know that players who are banged up and who aren't expected to play due to injury, they're not going to talk to the media. And somebody asked Derrick Henry the obvious question, are you going to play on Saturday? And he kind of gave a little smirk, and I don't know. We'll see how I'm doing with practice. But (laughs) all indications are that Derrick Henry is looking healthy. He's ready to go. They're doing things to kind of get him back into contact mode in practice. So with with his interview, with the smirk on his face, with what he's been doing in practice – I don't think there's any reason to doubt that Derrick Henry will be out there for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, I want to use Ryan Tannehill as a way to show the impact of Derrick Henry. So, when facing 8-man boxes with 8-plus defenders with Derrick Henry in the backfield this year... Ryan Tannehill has a 91.1 pro football focus passing grade and a Mm. 9.8 yards per attempt, which is pretty close to what his insane yards per attempt averages were in 2019 and 2020. Without Derrick Henry against stacked boxes, which it's actually pretty much the same. It's uh, 20% uh, stacked boxes with eight men with Derrick Henry, 19% without Derrick Henry. So defenses play the Titans pretty much the same, but Tannehill's efficiency drops dramatically. He goes from that 9.8 yards per attempt to 7.3. He goes from that 91.1 passing grade to a 76.6. So Derrick Henry has a major impact on the Tennessee Titans offense. Uh, That's obvious, but when you look at the numbers behind it, it becomes even more clear how important he is.
1: On the other side of the ball, The Bengals have a freak of nature of their own. Jamar Chase is having an unbelievable, a record setting rookie season. Pair him with Joe Burrow, who has ice water flowing freely through his veins. Yes. How do you think, if you're going to identify one player and say, okay, this is the guy that they need to step up and have a big game defensively, who is that guy?
3: I think the easy answer is Jeffrey Simmons and obviously a lot of people know about Kevin Byard. Uh, when you play for the Tennessee Titans and you're a great player like Jarrell Casey. Drell Casey should have been about an 8-time Pro Bowler, but it took a little bit of time for people to respect Jarrell Casey. He ended up with 5 Pro Bowls. I think Jeffrey Simmons is going to have a similar treatment. He should have been a Pro Bowler this year. He was the 3rd best defensive tackle in the league. He was a 2nd team All-Pro as well and he's had big. he had a big game against the Rams. Everybody kind of took notice and I think it's time for Jeffrey Simmons to step up and have a huge game as well and one of the big reasons for that is the right side of the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals it's two backups who weren't the starters at the beginning of the day um, we have Hakeem adenaje and Isaiah Prince I think Jeffrey Simmons has to absolutely dominate That matchup, Jeffrey Simmons is the foundation of which the Titans' defense is built upon. Everything revolves around him. If he can beat double teams and win one-on-ones throughout the game, the Titans are going to have a good chance to get Burrow on the ground and ultimately win the game.
1: And finally, Dale Earnhardt Jr. will join his father in the NASCAR Hall of Fame on Friday night when he is inducted alongside Red Farmer and Mike Stefanik. Earnhardt is the headliner of the class whose induction was postponed a full year by the pandemic. He is being celebrated for his performance accomplishments, 26 career cup series victories that include a pair of Daytona 500 wins and two championships in NASCAR's second tier series, but also for the enormous role he's taken on since his father was killed 21 years ago on the final lap of the Daytona 500. Earnhardt on what his father would think I think he certainly would be happy and proud, but also typical dad going, well, if you try a little harder or if you had done a little different there and maybe you should prioritize this, Earnhardt said. That's exactly what I would expect from him, and I would welcome that type of criticism today. Coming up Friday, two blowouts on Wildcard Weekend. What gives with the Chiefs and the Bills? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.